up, guys? Welcome back to Faded Truth. Before you do anything, hit that subscribe button. Show support for your girl. And today I have Mr. Jordan Roberson yep. on the show. We have an actor, an artist, athlete, vegan chef, life speaker, spiritual hood man. Like, we got a lot going on today. <laughs> How you feeling over there? I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling I'm feeling very vibey. Great. You know what I'm saying? I'm alive, so I can't complain much. Word. So you just got out of, uh, what'd you say, audition or um, practice? Yeah. Um, we had, uh, so I, coach, I also coach college basketball. We have college basketball practice. And then um, after that, we had a rehearsal for this. Actually, it's a musical that's going to be on Clubhouse. Nice. So it's going to be hilarious. Okay. Yeah. So you're from Jersey, right? From North. It's nice to talk to people from back home. So what was the first talent that you got into in life? And because you're a multi-dimensional being. So what 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 really started you off in the creativity side? Honestly, it was it was sports. Um, I played basketball, football first. My mother always used to say I used to I used to act like I was either Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan when I was younger. So, you know, I was either dancing, entertaining. I was always doing something. But um, as I got older, Allen Iverson was my hero. But after that, it was just basketball just became an escape for me. Escape, you know, from the hood, everyday hood um, situations and stuff like that. So do you remember the first thing you acted in? Because I know you did performance. You've done theater. The first uh, project I acted in was actually a movie. It was a feature film. It's called Touch. It was a movie made in Jersey, actually. It was local. Um, the guy that produced and wrote the movie was um, somebody I uh, grew up knowing. He was an OG, old head of mine. He wrote a story that was similar to the life of his son and me. His, uh, his son was my best friend growing up. He was like family. And uh, he wrote a movie off that. And he asked me if I wanted to play a part. And she was like, yeah, you know what? That's funny because he just started getting into acting. This was in 2017. We, we, trying to, we don't want to see your chin the whole time, Jordan, okay? Oh, right. my bad, my bad, my bad. Let me, um, let me, let me situate you. Let me situate you. Get me comfortable in let that bitch. <laughs> and then you also did Theory of Brick City Music? Yeah, so uh, the Theory of Brick City Music is actually, uh, my boy was writing a uh, a series. Um, it's basically a story about a musician who comes into uh, touch with his art through life and stuff like that. And he meets people who become part of his band. And I was playing a security guard. His name was Dre, the character's name is Dre. And he was like this uh, guy who wasn't really confident in himself or his uh, his abilities to do anything. And he was a, a DJ and also a beat maker who who made beats for, you know, his his boy, uh, who was actually a, um, a famous and known rapper in Newark. But, you know, so the story goes on to tell when he steps into his power and his beliefs. And then he joins up with the uh, one of the other leads and the main characters, and they become in the band. So then we have those who can't, and mm -hmm. that's in nineteen. What's that one? What's that one about? Students is basically about you know teachers, you know, uh, forcing their kids to cheat, and it's a whole scandal about two teachers who are sisters and uh, one guy somebody getting cheated on and slept on and abusive relationships. And my role in that was I was an undercover. Uh, uh, cop doing uh, drug busts and stuff, um, and I played as a high school student, something like Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I end up uh, I end up meeting a teacher who's going through an abusive relationship, and they were looking for her um, her ex husband or boyfriend or whatever the case may be, because he was a uh, he was a criminal. So I was looking for him the whole time, but I was protecting her, and I end up falling. Did you fall in love with her? Yeah, in the story. Oh, yeah, I knew. I, I, I knew the plot. 
See, look, send you a movie credit. You know what you're doing. You know what time it is. <laughs> okay, then we have um, Mind Over Max. A, a young kid who grows up um, through the foster care system, and he grows up to this adult in, in adulthood, and he's just wondering who he is. And, and people in this story, like there was a lady who was a counselor. His counselor was trying to protect him about certain information. And uh, I played like the... Uh, I was a I was a I was a gangbanger, a thug, um, who wanted to stop certain information from being leaked out from other people. So that was my role. Okay, so you had to shut the you got to shut these people up. Yeah, I got to shut I got to shut stuff down. You feel me? I had to hold it down. Okay, so elimination strain. Elimination strain, yes. That's that was just that just happened as well. Um, elimination strain is a thriller. It's a short thriller. It was talking about. You know everything that's going on in the world with the you know the viruses and phone and technology and stuff like that so i'm in the house um i see this serial killer going on through this app he pops up outside and uh he ends up showing us at the door based off a of video and stuff that i've seen and um he tries to kill me and my girlfriend so it gets it gets crazy it gets pretty uh wait so he found you off the App? Yeah, app. So it's like, uh, so almost like, how can I explain? Like, uh, like how people can find you and just show up at your crib. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. What's what's the name of that movie? Uh, like The Grudge, not The Grudge. What's the other one? With the The Ring. Yeah. Remember The Ring? If you watch the video and stuff like yeah. that, you got a certain amount of days to live. So it's something similar to that. Now we have Boogie coming out on March fifth. Okay, so what's this movie about? So this movie is uh, is about um an Asian basketball player. He comes to uh, Asia uh, from China. He has his Chinese culture and history. He moves to New York and stuff like that. And he's basically trying to make a way in basketball. He's going through certain uh, certain problems and um, issues with his parents at home. His mother, who's very responsible, but she wants him to get a job. And, you know, his father believes in him and wants him to, you know, play basketball, follow his dream. But he's really irresponsible. So he has his home, um, problems at home. And, um, you know, he runs into this girl that he likes. But she happens to be, a, you know, the ex-girlfriend of uh, Pop, Pop Smoke, Pop Smoke's character, and um, you know, so he deals with that. So it comes down to the basketball. He's Pop Smoke is this great basketball player, and um, you know, they battle it out on the court and stuff like that. Wait, Pop Smoke. So it's a dope movie. That somebody was acting like Pop Smoke, or Pop Smoke was in your movie? No, no, Pop Smoke is in the movie. So Pop Smoke is the antagonist. He's the lead role, the lead antagonist. The movie Boogie. Um, it's just basically about my boy Taylor, Taylor Takashi. Shout out to him. Um, he uh, is playing in a. Uh, he's he's the he's the main character. So he's the Chinese kid that's comes is coming up in his high school basketball. He's a basketball phenom. He's he's super nice and dope. But you know you know he's looking to get a scholarship and stuff like that. But he has so many obstacles in his way. With back at home and his family and carrying on a Chinese tradition. So he's really just trying to you know make a way for himself. Uh, being a Chinese basketball player. Man, it was a dope experience. I mean, yo, uh, I was working this job, you know what I'm saying? I'm making like, you know, 70, 80 grand a year to to like, to like go on this on this project. Um, interesting enough, uh, it was just a dope experience. Like I wanted to do it. Like, you know, um, there for two weeks, you know, I got to I got to really know Pop Smoke and meet him. You know what I'm saying? Know, learn a little bit about him and meet so many other dope people. My boy Terrell was on there. Uh, uh, shout out to Terrell. He was he's on so many different projects that just came out. Uh, uh, Taylor Page was on there. She was on there. She did a phenomenal job. Like my boy Taylor, who's the main uh, character. 
Jordan Lundberg, it's, it's uh, uh, George, uh, it's so many people. Like my boy, Mister Matrell. Like I just met you so and many Pop Smoke have like did you got did y'all have like a real conversation though? Like on set at yeah. all? Okay, now, every day. Do you remember anything that like stuck out to you now that he's not here? Like, is there anything that stuck out that you talked about? Yo, man, life. Every day we talked about something that, that stuck out to me. I remember um, one of the conversations we was having, he was telling me about everything that he was doing. You know what I'm saying? That he inspired to do, that he wanted to do when it comes to writing movies and making things. He was even telling me about the music industry. He was like, yo, it's no, you know what I'm saying? He was telling me, giving me the ins and outs about it. Um, he, let, he let me listen to a few songs that before he had actually released it, um, he was just a cool, genuine dude, man. He wasn't like, you know, like how most people would assume that most people are with, at, at, you know, with that, with that, you know, that status at that caliber. Right. You know what I'm saying? Very humble dude. And he was funny as hell. Like funny, love to laugh and bug out. I remember him and his cousin, Mikey, shout out to Mikey. Um, on there just talking, talking shit all day, every day. We making jokes. You know what I'm saying? He played ball too. He was nice in basketball and all that. Like, he, man, he had a lot of styles. So he had a, he had, man, he was blowing up. He was going a lot of places. And a big man. future. Yeah, he had a big future ahead of him. Right. That's why he said when, you know, I'm just grateful to be alive. Like, I, that's what I say every day. I'm just like, yo, did you think whoever your higher power is today? Because you need to, because you're fucking here. You know, you got a roof sure. over your head, you got transportation, you got food, whatever, family, friends, like you good, you know. Absolutely. So your mentor was Jamie Hector? Yeah. Did you meet him at the performance company, The Moving Mountains? Did you start with that? Yeah, so yeah, so Jamie Hector is actually um, a family friend. Um, he knew my family for, the, for a long time. And, um, you know, I never really, I, you know, he was on a wire. He's been on, he, he played on Bosch. He just finished up at Bosch. He's on Queen of the South. He's been on many projects, many films. He was on Power, Season of Power one time. Um, and his perspective, I met him since I knew him since I was young, you feel me? And I just never really uh, put it together until, you know what I'm saying? I started putting it together with what I was doing. And, you know, he, and he just, he actually is the uh, creator with Moving Mountains along with my brother's mother. And, um, you know, they just hold it down, man. He taught me everything I know. He helped me elevate my game in the acting world and everything, just life, period. So I'm, I'm so grateful for him. Damn, and you've done a lot of shit in the past just three years or two yeah. years, you know? Like, it's the beginning of 2021, so, and you already got some shit out there. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm um, do you ever get, like, stage fright? Honestly, my first time doing theater was the first time I was nervous to do something. Other than that, nah. When you say uh, theater, I'm, it's like, yeah, are you wearing tights or? Lie. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, nah, I wasn't wearing tights. So, so actually, it's a, uh, we did a play called Enough. It was an off-Broadway play called Enough. It was um, it's actually uh, curated by by Moving Mountains, Jamie Hector and Ali. Um, and and, and I, my, my position and my role you know, with theater, it's completely different from on camera because on camera you can, like, you know what I'm saying? You can do many takes. But theater is live. Right, one, so one you, shot. If, if you mess up, like, <laughs> like you can't you can't break that sweat. You have to improv. You got to make something right. up on the way. So that's the thing about it. So you, it's, it's, it's also a good thing. It's an adrenaline rush. So, you know, I'm grateful for the theater experience and, you know, being able to train theatrically because it definitely helps when you're on camera. So do you have a ritual before you get on stage? Yo, man, I run through it, bro. I be pacing back and forth, going on my lines. 
I pray, I breathe, <laughs> I be meditating. <laughs> no funny shit. <laughs> you I'm, didn't even take a deep breath. You just, you, yeah, you in fucking Lamaze class and shit. I, in fact, <laughs> I'm, releasing, I'm releasing everything, all types of anxiety. Um, I'm holding my crystals. I'm holding my crystals. I meditate. You know what I'm saying? I pray. And then I just get it in. After that, it's like, let me just drop it and just get right to it because I belong here. You feel me? Right. Nice. Okay, so um, is there a type of character that you want to play that you haven't played yet? Yeah, I want to play a superhero, man. And I also want to play somebody that's... I want to play an inspiring story. Somebody said I look like Nas, so I'll play Nas. You know what I'm saying? When I cut my facial hair off, you never do it like You got Nas? Yeah, I got Nas, man. Well, I'll play Nas. I, I got to see you without facial hair. I don't see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, cuter than Nas. Don't worry. I appreciate that. You know <laughs> Can you rap? Can you spit like Nas? No, I mean, I spit like me. I got some bars <laughs> for you. You feel me? Can we, can we hear like a little 16 right, right quick? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Look, I said one thing for certain. I hit the grind and I put the work in. My pockets was flat. My ribs was touching. My stomach was hurting. The haters, they watching. They sitting there plotting. You know that they lurking. I'm guessing they mad. They seeing a woman. You know that they flirting. The way that she walk. The way that she looking can tell that she gherkin. She selling her soul. All for shoes and for a Birkin and all of the birds. They see you got bread. You know that they chirping. They got hitting moves. Evil intentions. They doing on purpose. They know that I'm winning. They acting like cowards can't see me in person. They know I won't budge. Applying the pressure and using assertion. They try to copy and paste, but they don't duplicate this version. Pay me respect. I came for the check and I signed that shit in cursive. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Nice. I, keep it, you know, <laughs> I like that. So, that was some real shit. It. You said my ribs was, what'd you say? My ribs was what? My ribs was such an age. My stomach was hurting. My was ribs hurt. Was yeah, I felt so that hungry. shit. Right. You know what yeah. That's what I'm saying. You talked some real struggle. shit. I like it right. because, like I said, I love meeting all these creatives because everyone raps about something different. But most of the right. people that have been on my show have rapped about, like, something real. People are just really, like, lyrical with it, you know? So I appreciate that. Right. Oh, no doubt. That's fine. So Thank is you. it true that you thought you were a Marion in college? No, I never. I never <laughs> thought I was a Marion. <laughs> Yo, when I had hair, like, when I had long braids, they used to call me Omarion. I just got called every brown skinned man with hair. Omarion, <laughs> little bad wild when I had no fish. I mean, hair. I feel like you could be like Omarion slash Marquise Houston, like mix. Wow. Nah, That's a nah, compliment. Nah. I mean, I mean, I, mean I, 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 I thank you for the compliment, but I'm, I'm good with being myself. <laughs> no, no stunt to them guys. You feel me? I'm just my own uh, man. Okay. Was this when you were on Illmatic Force? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's back in the day. Damn, she bringing up old shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so do you have? Did you have like a signature dance move? Oh, um, not really. <laughs> I, just, I just had a little. You know what I'm saying? We just get that bug out, do some movements. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so I want to get into the fact that I met you on Clubhouse once. Okay. Well, I, so I heard you on Clubhouse, mm -hmm. and I was like, let me hit this guy up because he just sounds like he's preaching right now. Right. So if anyone hasn't joined Clubhouse yet, you need to. Um, it's the fucking best networking site I've been on. It's the best mental health site I've been on. Like, it's just like all around. If you use it correctly and you're not going in the stupid ass rooms that people make, you go and learn something every single day. And you're learning right. it with live people, like celebrities on that bitch that are just giving you free game all day. So I met you in the morning affirmation room. Mm -hmm. I just started getting into spirituality maybe like a year ago. I just started kind of getting more open. 2020 was the year of vision for me. Mm. I know it was fucked up for a lot of people, but for me, 
and myself, like I healed so much and it like was a big jump coming from how I was before to a year and a half later. In the world we're in today and how I was raised and grew up, like men aren't supposed to have feelings. Right. Like you're barely supposed to have feelings as a person. You're supposed to just put your head up, get through the shit and keep it moving because if you don't, who the fuck's gonna help you? Right. So that's how my mindset has always been. What was the point for you where you're like, okay, I gotta heal myself in order to better my life. Um, in grad school, I was going through so much depression. Um, and I had all these emotions that was basically mustering up and building up that I just wanted to release. Um, and that's when I really had my spiritual awakening. I was dealing with so much with school. Uh, I had a couple of close friends die. Um, and get killed in a short time span. My grandmother was sick with dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, you know, I was into different things. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was into low vibrational things. And I was just honestly ready for a change. So my higher self wasn't agreeing with my lower self anymore. And the only way to do that was to move through my emotions, which I didn't understand at the time. Like, my emotional intelligence was at, um, was at a low. Like, I've always been a deep person. But, you know, emotionally, I just wouldn't deal with my emotions. So I can tell you what to do with yours. But when it came to mine, I just wouldn't deal with mine. So right. I, I started, um, I really just started dealing with mine. It was times I was sad. And I couldn't, I didn't even know I was sad. Like, damn, nigga, am I, am I sad right now? Is the brother sad? Like, you feel me? And I just really just, um, I had to face, the, I had to face the demons. I had to look in the mirror and I had to hold myself accountable for everything and really just deal with my emotions. So once I did that, you know, the world changed for me. Everything changed for me. I became sensitive to so many different things and consciously just aware of so many different things. And now things affect me differently and I know what to detach from and what to attach to. So, yeah. Nicely put. You know, I have a couple friends that are the same way that they are coming back. They're coming to their emotional self. They're coming to consciousness. And I told them like, you have to deal with whatever happened that puts you in that position to have that trauma or else you're always gonna stay in that position, right? That's the only way you can excel in life. The quicker you heal in life, the quicker you're gonna be successful. That's just facts. Cause you're holding yourself right. back if you don't if you don't know what's going on inside of you. So do you ever talk to your male friends or even your female friends? You Can you point out people that you know need some spiritual healing? Like, can you see them and be like, yo man, like I just wanna talk to you. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I do that shit all the time, not for nothing. Uh, and a lot, honestly, Surprisingly, a lot of my friends are open to me. They they come to me and ask me for guidance or whatever. You know right. what I'm saying? And um, this is how I look at it. I don't look at it. I don't look at myself as this guru or anything. Like I don't give you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I I just give you. You know, I help you sort through almost like what a counselor or therapist would do. I help you sort through your own shit by you know asking you questions, and you get to answer it yourself. You feel me? Um, right, but I'm, the fact that you uh, uh, the fact that you do that for people, that's something you don't find because a lot of people that have that mentality or grew up in situations, they don't have that support system around them to even bring that to their attention. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that's why it's important to talk to your friends and talk to people about it and like make sure they know, you know, open their mind to different shit because they're not going to hear it from their other fucking friends. So like they got to hear it from somebody. So you really are like... A hood healer if you think about it right i mean i you know my mom told me when i was younger she said that 
uh, someone spiritual told her that my hand, I had the hands of healing and stuff like that with my voice. Uh, the funny part about it, the funny part about it is like I never really saw myself as that because I never really, I never thought about it that way. Like you know, what I'm saying I've always been vocal, you know, because you know playing sports, being an older brother, uh, and just being a natural leader, but. It's different. It's di- it, 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 it's different when you talking to people like you know about something like, you know, when it comes to life. You know what I'm saying and healing because now I'm not I'm not intentionally directing you. I'm intentionally you know just guiding you through your own shit. I'm here to hold your hand and be there with you because I've been through it. Like I'm not going to talk to you about nothing that I haven't been through. I can't give you any. I can't give you anything. But. What I can do is suggest where you can go for it because I may know somebody that may be able to help you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, that's just my thing. And it's funny because my friends used to make fun of me. They used to mm-hmm. be like, oh, like, even, like, before my spiritual journey, like, yo, you always preaching, bro. Like, I go back on my Facebook post now and I'm looking at old, like... <laughs> you get the old, memories? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, damn. Ten I'm years really, ago, you're like, damn. <laughs> facts. But the funny part about it is I've always really been this way. Right. So it's not it's not surprising. It's just now I'm aware of it. You feel me? So now That's how like, I feel. Like, I was always more positive because right. I had such a negative upbringing that I was like, okay, I have to be positive to get myself out of this situation or I'm right. going to end up like all of y'all. Right. So I was always positive. I always had this really hard exterior of just like, don't fucking talk to me. Don't look at me and get the fuck away. If you ain't, you know what I mean? If I don't want to be around you, like get away. And now I'm more like the podcast. I think it just like was perfect timing. Like it was like, I started this. I started talking to all these people that I would never talk to normally, you know, in Jersey. We don't have people like this. Like I don't have a bunch of actors around me or fucking celebrities or, you know what I mean? I don't have none of that shit. So yeah. when I started this, it like really opened my mind to certain things. And then now that I'm getting into the spiritual part, it's just like, mm-hmm. whew, it's like you just breathe and I just feel like so much better. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm slowly healing like my trauma and then I can pass it on to other people. So it's a generational trauma patterns in my family for me that are so deep that if somebody doesn't step in and help them, then everyone's going to be fucked. You know what right. I mean? And then it's just going to end. So I feel like, you know, that's great what you do and talk to your friends because they come to you for advice. You know what I mean? You're the person that they know they're going to get some good info. They're going to probably feel like, you know, kind of peaceful after they talk to you. Like, all right, I can understand a little bit better what I'm feeling it like inside. Because a lot of men, especially men from the hood, they don't know how to deal with emotion because like you say, you never had it. So now your mind is like going on 100. You need somebody to walk you through that shit. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a super Do you fact. think that you have healed as a man or do you think you're on your way? No, nah, healing is healing is forever. Healing doesn't stop. You're always healing from something. You know right. what I'm saying? Because you're always experiencing things uh, and problems. And, you know, like, like you said, you come from a trauma so deep. You know, sometimes healing, you think you're done healing, but, you know, something might come up in a retrograde that might pull it up and... <laughs> And you triggered, you triggered all over again, you feel me? Because right. you thought you healed it, but nah, sometimes we just bury shit or we detach from it so much that we never really confront it or face it or deal with it, more or less. And then, I mean, it just comes up again. So, um, for me, I'm still healing, man. I'm still healing. But I'm in a better place consciously now. Right. Like, you know, before I was fighting against the tide to heal. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm, you just flowing with it. I'm flowing. I surrendered. Like, I surrendered to the universe's will. I surrendered to my healing process. 
you know, I accept it, I acknowledge, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that I go through, I deal with it. You know what I'm saying? I let it reveal and I deal with it. You feel me? And I'm still dealing with things, but I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm more, I'm, I'm in, I'm in control now. Like I'm better. Mm -hmm. I got, I got more of the power. <laughs> Do you smoke? Yeah. Time to yeah. talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can head it through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We can catch you on Clubhouse. Do you have like specific days you're doing? It's called uh, Rising Affirmations. And it's uh, Monday through Friday from uh, Pacific time, 7 a.m. Um, Eastern time, 10 a.m. Uh, until I think it's, it runs to 12. So about 7 to 9 a.m. Um, Pacific time. Okay. And can you tell the world that doesn't know anything about spirituality or affirmations? Because I just learned this shit. Basically, okay. what what do they need to do as far as a beginner? What do they need to do as far as working working their way on their spirituality? And how do they set their affirmations? You know, like, okay. obviously, you got to be specific, out loud, write it down, all this shit. Thanks. So, spirituality is just you being conscious of who you are authentically. Your whole self. Not just the light self or your dark self. It's, it's your whole entire being. Your shadow work, your inner, your inner child. You know what I'm saying? Embracing your darkness embracing your lightness it's, it's your whole entirety being your raw authentic self you know what i'm saying and uh being in tune with yourself mostly so the god in you that's what it really is um the affirmations is things that you affirm over you language is power spells that's why they call it spelling because of spells so the words that you say anything i after the words i am is a declaration i am is the uh, two strongest words in the universe um, so anything that you say after that is you, is basically you casting a spell and you're declaring it for yourself. So affirmations come in that sense. Um, you're saying you're you're affirming things over you. For example, I say I am love. I am light. I am handsome. I am beautiful. I am a money magnet. Money comes to me and flows to me from expected and unexpected sources. I deserve to be happy and successful. The past does not control my thoughts or emotions. I let go of pain and I live in love. So those are simple things, you know what I'm saying? You can affirm anything over you. You can say, I am, I am, I, 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 I am what I am. You know, it's just, you know, not not really owning up to anything in particular, but just being who you are, uh, consciously, deliberately, and intentionally. That's what it's really about, is detaching from this uh I quote unquote identity, um, identifying yourself with your name, your 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 vessel, your body, your meat suit, your job, your career, your talents instead of your soul and who you are internally. You <laughs> just a little me? sound. Just a little sound from You know what I'm saying? You feel me? <laughs> What's your favorite crystal? Uh my favorite crystal is lapis and pyrite. Pyrite is one of my favorite crystals. Actually your, your blue habitat right now is uh, uh hey look she get she all gay look I can't this, this shit's on my business card. Nah, right here sure. with my citrine. Yeah, right this look. Look, look, my Labrador right here. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? My That's blue calcite. My blue calcite with my, my tiger's eye. You know what I'm saying? Bracelet. You know what I mean? I walk around with all of them. Like, Do you know what this one? Oh, wait. Hold on. What's <laughs> up? My pyrite right, right here. My <laughs> you feel me? My rainbow coats with the all evil seeing eye. What's, what's that? This is, uh, I think pretty sure this is black tourmaline. Yeah, black tourmaline, yeah. And then I don't know what this one is. I picked it up because it was supposed to be a blue for my chakra, but. I can't really tell. I that can't tell familiar. what this is. It might be, I don't. This uh, right here, it looked like this. I got blue moss agate right here. My lapis, it's my baby right here. Red jasper. Uh-huh. 
my uh a carnelian. Yeah, well, now that we just had our rock fetish. <laughs> nah, we're, I got, we're I there got just in our pockets. <laughs> Yo, I walk around with them, like my favorite crystals. and I You talk have to. Them. So I learned, I didn't realize that they actually give off vibrations and energy to your vibration. So yeah. this is why it's such an important thing to learn that there's some something bigger than you on this earth, okay? Yeah. You are not the last thing here. So, we all connected. Right, get, all in, connected. get into it, dig a little deeper. You know what I'm saying? So, so like crystals and rocks, like it's minerals. Like you feel me? They all support certain um, elements in your body. Uh, different. The reason why they the different colors touch different chakras. They also touch different organs in your body. Different parts of the uh, zodiac sign. They represent different planets. So it's, it's tied into astrology. Spiritually, we all connected this dimension. You know what I'm saying? I'd be excited. Like. Yeah, I got a little crystal. Welcome to the family. I've been talking to them. Like, look, <laughs> look, these are your brothers and sisters right here. I need you to get with them. We're also uh, a vegan chef. So owner of yeah. the Hood Vegan. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So is this uh catering plus a food truck or is it just catering? What's going on? Oh, uh, so I do a little, I do a little razzle, a little dazzle, you know what I'm saying? I'm finagle the bagel. I do a little bit of hair, a little there. Um, uh, I actually uh, am about to invest in a food truck soon. I'm looking into it. Um, but I've been slowing down with that just because I'm using and acting. Um, but that's like, you know, that's my business. That's what I do. That's my little hustle on the side. Um, I love to, uh, usually what I do, right, honestly, right out the truck, I just, I cook the food at the crib and then I deliver it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Especially during the pandemic. Especially during the pandemic. Are you, you busy? When things, yeah, when things was closed down, you know what I'm saying? I was making it happen. Um, and I just love to see people just love plant-based foods, people who aren't plant-based. And just, you know, eat healthy, like, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's alkaline or transitional, you feel me? I so just what, like what made you become vegan? Uh, honestly, in grad school, too. Most of my things, uh, so I was in grad school one time, and it's, um, I used to always get chopped up chicken, like grilled chicken, whatever. And this dude, he was chopping it up, but he gave me the plate back, and it had hella burger residue on the chicken. I'm like, yo, what's this, bro? I'm like, yo, I'm never eating this shit at this cafe again. So I turned pescatarian. I was pescatarian for six months that spring semester. Then um, that summer in the Ramadan, I was fasting and I was only eating fruit and I liked the way my body responded. And prior to that, I was already researching and um, looking up videos and lectures by Dr. Sebi and Dr. Layla Africa before they passed. Um, you know what I'm saying? They were still alive at the time and I was just liking what I was seeing. So I just went all the way with the information. Feel me? Did my own research and just went. I'm not a cook. Okay. So what can I make? that's easy that's gonna fill me as a fat ass that i am like i love eating i love food like i'm a foodie so what can i make that i don't have to go to five different stores and get all these different ingredients all right so if you if you like doing low carb then shit, you could just saute some vegetables and some mushrooms and call it a day for real for real kale some 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 what did you just say did you just say kale like it was good kale popping <laughs> you gotta come back to the hood baby i gotta show you how to get down man because you wilding <laughs> What's your favorite vegan dish to make? Uh, I make so damn. I got a lot of things. I make this popping rasta pasta. Um, I make uh this good guy. I call this one of my dishes a god bowl. So it's basically fried barbecue oyster mushrooms, um, uh, mixed greens. So it's, it's kale, dandelion greens, and there's zucchini, onions, peppers, with uh butternut squash yams. So it's like it's like yams, sweet potatoes, but it's butternut squash really. And um and I serve that uh. Yeah, with mac and I make mac and cheese with it. So you're doing uh, deliveries and shit in Jersey or in New York yeah. or both? Jersey and New York. When I'm in New York, sometimes when I'm in Brooklyn, I right. do it too. 
Okay, so you also, yeah, I know you said you coach um, basketball for NJCU. Uh-huh. And then did you graduate from there with an associates? Uh, no, I graduated with my associates from Essex County College. Okay. It was a junior college at JUCO. Then I, I went there and I got my bachelor's and I'm getting my master's there too. Okay, so liberal arts and civil engineering. What made you want to get this degree? When I was younger, I used to always build shit with Legos. So the first school, <laughs> I, the first school I went to out of high school was Morgan State University. And um, that's what I went there for. I went to uh, school for, um, I went. I was originally gonna go for architectural engineering, but I went for civil engineering um, instead. And um, I liked it. So when I came back home, Essex County had it. And I'm like, yo, let me rock with this. Um, but then, you know, I went to play, after I played ball for two years, I'm like, you know what, they don't have the prerequisites. I'm not gonna stay here for another year and not, and not hoop. So I just went to NJCU and I graduated from there with my bachelor's in fire science. And then I was in, for my masters, I was going for national security and cyber technology. What the fuck is fire science? Like I know so what fire normal science is. <laughs> fire <laughs> science is like it's similar to um, criminal justice for cops, what it is for firefighters. So like, okay. fire, well, for fire science, I could be, I, um, you know, it's teaching me like you know the, the ins and outs, the book stuff for fire. Uh, to be a Are fire you a pyro? Huh? Are you a pyro? I like fire. I'm a fire sign. <laughs> You feel me? I'm a fire yeah, sign. Yeah, fireside. Yeah, fact. But nah, um, that shit, that shit was tough. Like it's 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 a it's a nice thing. I can go there for fire investigation or fire arson. So, I'm supposed to have a special guest here. Okay. They wanted to say hi. Do you know who it could possibly be? I don't. I don't know who it could be. <laughs> <laughs> So I want I want to know if it's true that you uh used to get cooked all crazy in basketball. Oh, my man Jay, my man go. Jay. But you got an Android over there? That shit, you know he's doing as hell. Here you go. Look, you see here the you headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, still got the wire. <laughs> hey, yo. That shit looks like it hurt. <laughs> First of all, yo, Chris is the only black Jew that I know. Like, <laughs> no funny shit. Like, and I'm saying, I'm not even... My man, about, Jay. Like, not real black dudes. Like, he's the only black Jew that I know. This one of my closest friends ever. Like, I tell him, like, yo, he's one of my best friends. And I don't speak to this nigga all the time, but every time I speak to him, it's love, yo. Yeah, right, I got... So I know y'all went to college together. Yeah, this is my okay, boy. Okay, what was your craziest story that you remember in college that you did together? No, man, nothing crazy. I was yeah. I was a boring person. <laughs> I, you have a beard? Nah, oh, I was growing up. This is like this is like three months. Chris, <laughs> three months. It's possible. Damn. It is. I thought this was gonna look okay, like Lil Bill your whole life. <laughs> He said, "Little Bill." I just was gonna look like Little Bill the whole time, bro. <laughs> look, this is eight. like it's like three, three months, four months. <laughs> it looked like when you drop a lollipop in the carpet. This <laughs> 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 is play you, bro. You have a crazy one too, don't no. you? You <laughs> crazy what? The college story with me. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. I forget no, all the joking. crazy shit I did. I did a Hold lot. Hold on. First of all, before, besides the fact that y'all both from AC, how the fuck do y'all know each other? Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 I'm in the dark. Uh, I don't know. 
I used to date this motherfucker in high school. What? <laughs> he was my first boyfriend in life, Jordan. And we're still friends. Bro. 15 years later. Yeah. Here we are. Oh, Full circle. <laughs> we was talking about Omarion when he was doing the dance stuff. He was popping and locking and shit. <laughs> wow. You mad as hell because you can't move until your pig ass leg, motherfucker. <laughs> Nigga, top heavy. Nah. Nah. Ass, leg. Jay, he. He's a really good guy. He put this on there. Anything he does is great, and I'm a, I'm a supporter of everything he does, hands down. Now you, on the other hand, all right, get your big head off my screen. Hey there. <laughs> Love you, bro. <laughs> right. I like you too, Jay. <laughs> Yo, that's my brother, man. Is there anything else with the music or anything that we need to be looking for? Oh yeah, no, nah, I'm definitely I'm dropping some freestyles and stuff like that, some visuals. Um and I'm dropping a song in March. So, you know, just be out on the lookout for that, man. A lot of things coming. I'm going full I'm going full force, full fledged to let the world know who I am. That's tenth letter. Tenth letter is my artist name. Tenth letter okay. the alphabet is J, but it's spelled tenth L T R. L T R meaning lift to rise. Um ten is the number of completion of a cycle. 10 to the 10th power, anything you add to that is another zero. So, you know, you can go from 10 to 100 to 1,000 uh, to a million and so on and so forth. 10 also means knowledge, cipher, and supreme mathematics. Um, so 10 is just a powerful number, man. And um, and I'm just standing by that, you know what I'm saying? It also means one because one and zero equals one. So I am the one, you feel me? I am the chosen one for myself. And, um, yeah, so that's what 10th letter means. It's, it's deep in meaning to it. And um, LTR meaning lift to rise. In order to rise above the top, you need to lift yourself, lift your head. You feel me? Shout out to you, man. Thank you for bringing me on. Um, I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? This is definitely, that's definitely been dope. And shout out to everybody that's in my corner, man. There's so many people to name. Uh, my family, my loved ones, my friends, everybody that supports me. Shout out to the Helping Homies Win. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Rise of Affirmations. Um, shout out to, you know what I'm saying? Everybody who believes in me, man. And shout out to the universe for looking me out. So. I give thanks for manifesting this, you know what I'm saying? Right here, right now. Until next time, peace out, guys. Peace.